deep in his own zone, winds up, picks up the pocket center with speed, walks it up the middle, Anderson, Deeks, shoots, scores! Rasmus Anderson makes a beautiful backhand to forehand move and buries it, and the Flames win the game in round five of the shootout. The final score in South Florida, Flames five, Panthers four. Oh, oh, that sounded lovely. Right on. Pitter patter. Let's get after it. A good morning. Hope you had just a lovely weekend and welcome inside. It is the big show in the morning. Typically hosted by George Russick and Matt Rose. My name is Matt Rose. George is away this week. So across from me for a few days is Logan Gordon. Hello, my friend. Hello. Hello. How are we doing this morning? Good. Uh, Disco Inferno. Victory song for the season. It was determined uh, earlier in the week, last week, that this was going to be the the victory song. And over the course of the weekend, yes, a victory in Florida for the Calgary Flames as they were able to beat the Panthers in a shootout by a 5-4 score. With a whole bunch of subplots for you, too. Pick your poison. Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Matthew Kachuk, Adam Rzichka, perhaps. That wets your whistle a little bit. Jacob Markstrom, maybe. There's a whole lot that we're going to dive into uh, from that game as the Flames continue with their road trip tonight. Uh, it'll be a stop in uh, Philadelphia. Or part of uh, Philadelphia to face the Flyers. It's the third stop of this six-game road trip. It's going to be a 5 o'clock start, and we'll get you all the latest on uh, what our broadcasting looks like over the course of the show. we got a jam-packed program for you today. We're going to be talking a lot of NFL, as Charles Davis is going to join us just after 7 o'clock. And boy, Saturday was fun because you could kind of sit down, do a little bit of afternoon watching of the hockey game, mm-hmm. and we'll get into how we, how we went about that in our separate ways in a moment here. But uh, that was fun. And then Sunday, I just strapped in and I sat down for eight hours of commercial-free football uh, at 11 o'clock and uh, kind of flipped over and had the Grey Cup going on at 4 o'clock there, which also really impressed me. That was a good game. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Back and forth, tight game, um, not a lot of offense necessarily neither of the quarterbacks threw for more than 200 yards I don't know if either running back got over 100 yards rushing so it wasn't like it was a a big blowout affair but the Argos are able to uh end the Bombers dynasty and uh, capture the Great Cup actually you know what that reminded me of when the Stampeders lost the Great Cup to the Argos in 2017 because that season the Argos won their division yeah they were not expected to be even close to that game with the Stampeders because Calgary was a wagon that season in Bowen 2017. Prime. Yeah. I don't think he won the MOP that year. He won 2016 and 2018. But they were very good that year, and they went all the way to the Grey Cup. They basically cakewalked there, and then they ended up losing to the Argos uh, on uh, a couple of tough plays, uh, one in specifically including Kamar Jordan, I believe, as well. Um, and then, oh yeah. And the snow there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where he had the fumble and then it went back. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, in 2018, they would go back and they would win it and they would win two out of three years, but they wouldn't get, uh, they wouldn't get that. So that's kind of what that reminded me of the Argos win their division this year. Um, they play well, they end up stealing a, a one point victory. And I think steal is a very appropriate term as well. So we'll dive into that as the show goes on. Justin Dunk is going to join us. Uh, just uh, after 8 o'clock this morning. So we'll be talking CFL then, but we'll be getting into the NFL on Sunday too because, boy, was there some some wild games there as well. The Cowboys blow out the Vikings. Um, the Eagles, close call in Indy. Um, just an absolute snoozer between the Pats and the Jets until the very last <laughs> play of the game. So we'll get into all of that as well. Um, but let's start with Saturday. It was the Flames. It was the Panthers. Logan Gordon's here. Patty Dumont and Alex Brody, you're both in the studio as well. Hello, boys. Howdy. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing good. Mm, Outline in the World Cup. We'll dive into that as well. Can't wait. Uh, here's what I got for the text question today. Text okay. line. Text line question. Text, uh, text line's always open. 960-960. 
Now that the first meeting is done between the Panthers and the Flames, how do you look back on the trade? And part B, has your tune changed on the trade at all since it initially went down in the offseason compared to where we are right now? Hmm. And also at the same time, we're very much judging a, um, you know, Small sample size, will you say? Yeah, it's 20 games out of what will probably be, you know, five, six seasons at least of each guy in each market. So, a little bit of a need to hold the asterisk there, but nevertheless, it's still uh, the text line question. So, hit us up, 960-960. How you feel about the trade now after the first meeting between the Flames and the Panthers? Finally seeing Matthew Kachuk in the Panthers' silks, although they were the reverse retros. Going up against the Flames, it was the first time to see that, and, and Matthew Kajuk was involved in the game. He sure was. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess let's dive into it, Logan. What did you make of uh, the tilt on Saturday? It is a 5-4 to four victory for the Calgary Flames. They win it in a shootout. Rasmus Anderson scoring the game winner in the skill competition. Adam Rizicko with a really big night with three points, a really big afternoon with three points. It was a little bit different. Um, than the previous games as the Flames reverted to more of a traditional fourth line, and the fourth line ended up playing more similar fourth line minutes. Now, Brett Ritchie got a little bit banged up in that game, and I think that kind of hurts some of the other guys on that fourth line's playing time too. But this was the first game in a long time that you were seeing, you know, Lindholm up around 20 minutes of ice time. You see Kadri up around 20 minutes of ice time. Kachuk, Tuf- uh, pardon me, um, Huberto, Toffoli, all those type of guys were really up there as far as ice time. And I don't hate it. It's a different style compared to, you know, a couple of games ago where they were just going four lines that all looked like twos and everybody got eight or nine shifts and that's how it went. But what did you make of the deployment and uh, how the lines worked out for the Flames against the Panthers? You know, it was interesting going into it. I was really intrigued. I liked the lines that uh, Daryl Sutter's crew rolled out on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I, I think giving guys a defined role, especially that fourth line, I thought early on in the season that was one of the things going for the Flames was it was Rooney, Richie, and Lucic early on. And to me, that's what makes them successful. And I just, you know, with all due respect to Milan, who's, you know, played well, I think he plays well in his role. I think you're asking him to do a little bit too much at this time if you're asking him to be on your second line, even if it is message sending. You know, if, if Dubé is going to be that guy, if Manjapani is going to be that guy in the top six, they got to play in the top six. Mm-hmm. They got to play with Kadri. They got to figure it out doing that. I just don't think Dylan Dubé is going to figure out how to be a top six player, be in the fourth line center, mm-hmm. if that's what he's going to be. And right now, you don't have a ton of options. So I like that. I, I'm still, I'm perfectly fine with, with Huberto being with Backlund for a bit. And figuring it out there, do I think that you want to eventually get to having your best playmaker and Huberto be with your best center Lindholm? Sure. But for now, Brzezicka's fit in like a glove. That's been really good for the team. Uh, I think that Coleman's a better fit on that line than some of the other. than Lewis, we've seen a couple other guys. I think yeah. that is able to give them a little bit more offensive punch. So I liked it. I, you would have loved to see them keep a lead a little bit more on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But there's so much going into that. I think for the Flames, and I think I said this on Saturday with the guys, you know, for Huberto and Uyghur, all all the talk going in, you could tell this meant a lot to them. I think they'll be happy to have that one pass them and they can sort of move on from it now. Yeah, I think that's that's really fair because, you know, Daryl Sutter kind of talked about it after the game as well, and, and this had a lot of, a lot of buildup. But then again, you don't really see... And Daryl's point was you do see a lot of player movement and stuff like that. It's the NHL's pro sports. But this was a blockbuster that everybody was blindsided in. Like Matthew oh, Kachuk yeah. and Mackenzie Weger have talked about being... Or Huberto. Or, Huberto and Weger have talked about being just shocked, surprised, stunned. Oh, it's all you heard. It's all you happened. heard the last 48 hours ahead of that game was Matthew going... 
Yeah, it's really not that big of a game for me. This is, you know, I've turned the page. Well, yeah, you, of course you turned the page. You turned the page as soon as you went to Brad and said, I'm not signing here. You're the one that turned the page on Hubert Owen Uyghur's <laughs> exactly, career exactly with, too, without right? them really knowing. Yeah. yeah, of course you come to terms with it. Yeah, yeah, you got to go to Florida. You get to wear the sandals to work. You don't have to pay taxes anymore. Yeah. Like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. Yeah, and I'm not... By the way, I'm not criticizing him for that. It's it's his right. If he wants to say I'm not signing, he's not signing. That's perfectly fine. But for anybody that was sitting there going, well, look at how easy it's been for Matthew to adjust. Yeah. Matthew's been, and let's be honest, I don't think he just woke up on the side of the bed one day and was like, ah, I don't think so. I don't think <laughs> Calgary's the spot for me anymore. I, I think it was a long time exactly. coming. Exactly. I don't think that that just pops into your head. He knows what he is. He I knows don't... that he just had a... 105, whatever it was, point season, that him saying that's going to be a, a pretty big deal, right? The other guys were like, hey, we just won a president's trophy in Florida. Let's get this thing going. We got to get Bruno back and run this thing back. Yeah. No problem. Now GM calls you. Like, yeah. Friday night at 11 o'clock Eastern Ooh. time. Hey, um, how deep are you in the sauce right now? Uh <laughs> Should I tell you now, or do you want me to remind you in the morning? Yeah. Like, wh what are we doing here? So, they go back. Uh, Jonathan Huberto doesn't find the score sheet in regular time, but ends up uh, scoring the big goal in the shootout. Did you like the slap shot from Matthew Kachuk in the shootout? I didn't. <laughs> Mainly because it wasn't very <laughs> successful. Ah, uh, the slap shot in the shootout. It's an interesting move. It's in a, the NHL. It's a choice that you made. Hmm. Yeah, just missed it. I think that's one that if you score on, you can sell it pretty hard. You can really let him know. It's slap shot from the hash marks. But when the goalie stops that one, it's like, okay, well... Could have picked something else. Yeah, especially you know who because, that reminded like, me of. You know who did that in Calgary when he was here? Dion Phaneuf. No, 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 a little bit uh, closer to home than that. Hoodler did that a couple times. Really? Yeah, really? I remember Hoodler's a couple of those. But he put it top shelf every time because he's a sneaky little uh, goal scorer there. Yeah, he was sneaky for sure. We never saw the slap shot in the shootout here from Matthew Kachuk. We no, barely I saw. I don't. I can't. I remember. think I've seen him take like two slap shots in his entire career. Like he wasn't even necessarily a guy that uncorked a one timer very often. He has a pretty deadly wrist shot. Yeah, but I don't know. I just um, I thought it was good that they won it after he pulled that. Do you think that's? Oh yeah, that's, that's, fair? that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rasmus Anderson with a nice little move to finish the thing off too. Um, a couple other points that I wanted to bring up from this game. I mentioned off the top, Adam Rzichka, he ends up with two goals and an assist for three points. And you mentioned he's fit like a glove beside Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli, who I thought Tyler Toffoli was great again. But do you, do you keep riding that? I wouldn't make any changes to the lineup right now. Like, I don't see a way that Kevin Rooney gets in. I don't see any call-ups coming. In fact, I would argue that your top night is maybe the best set that it's been in a couple of weeks. Yeah, unless unless Richie's something more serious that we haven't heard of sure. on the road mm -hmm. because of that mix-up with Gudis, and even that, I'm not that upset about it because, hey, touch Elias Lindholm and things are going to happen. That's what Brett Richie knows his, his role is, and that's part of the game. And Hey, we talked about it after the first game on the road trip when Kucherov ran over Jacob Barkstrom and no one did anything. We talked about that on Friday's yeah. show and how that wasn't good to see, so I'm yeah. totally there with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there okay with you. okay with that. And, yeah, I'm with you. Unless unless that's something where he needs a couple days or something to, to get back into it, and then I, I think it's as simple as you shift Lewis over to the wing or – put Rooney on the wing and throw him yeah. in on the fourth line. I'm not touching anything else, especially after a win. You need to build uh, a little day, bit. Day off on Sunday. They'll have their morning skate at 9 a.m. Calgary time. And then, of course, it is a 5 o'clock start against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, we'll have your wall-to-wall -wall coverage on the program all day long. Uh, a couple other things I wanted to mention from that game as well. Rizicka has been good. He's fitting in on that line. He's, he's played quite a bit. Uh, Dennis Gilbert, he... You know, it's one thing I've been saying about the, the, the six defensemen, really, for the last five, six, seven games, really since they've had to go down to the AHL and, and kind of cycle through Gilbert and DeSimone and Mackey and 
they've all had some good moments. They've all had some not so great moments as well. Um, but I think that Gilbert I've liked almost the most because I've almost noticed him the least. He plays the opposite hand of Chris Tanev, and I think as Chris Tanev can, I still feel like he's working through some injury stuff right now. Like oh yeah, I don't think he's hundred percent. He doesn't look a hundred percent at all. What um, is that guy? 100%? So yeah, well he's always fighting through something. But for him to be down on that sixth pair or that third pair and kind of playing with Dennis Gilbert being that nice kind of safety blanket for a guy, I'd still like to see Gilbert's ice time get up. Like we've heard Daryl Sutter say before, if, you, if you're if you not doing specialty teams, you're not doing power play, you're not doing PK, you got to kind of get into those teen minutes of ice time. And he wasn't there once again. He did have the fight, which means he's, he's sitting down for a little while there too. Um, and I wonder if he might have been a little bit closer without the fight. But that was another thing that I, I, I kind of liked seeing from him too. What have you thought of Dennis Gilbert? Do you think he's still that guy that you'd go with as a sixth defenseman as uh, things continue to be in flux with Stone and Shillington and... Everything else. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, out of the three in this conversation, D. Simone, Mackey, and, and Gilbert, I thought Gilbert's been the, the most solid of the three. Yep. And we're talking about guys that have a very short leash with leash with the head coach. You know, and look, and look it's fair. I mean, I, I want to be as respectful as I can, but Nick D. Simone and Dennis Gilbert, if everyone was healthy and with the team, wouldn't be here right now. And wouldn't be in this position. So mm-hmm. you're really, you know, asking guys to play above themselves. And to me, I think Gilbert's been the most solid. He doesn't do a lot of that running around in his own zone when things get, uh, you know, a little bit scrambly. I like that. That's one of those big things for me. And I think Chris Tanev's a big reason for that. You look over and you see your D partner's not panicked. I think that resonates with him. Chewing gum, blowing bubbles. Yeah, and you know what? He's got the most NHL experience out of anybody. He's yep. been in these. He's close to 30 NHL games now. Except for Malosh, who they haven't they used cap, yeah. cap, for cap issues. They yeah. weren't able to use him earlier. So I think he's been fine. I still think that when Stone's ready, he, he pretty easily slides back into the lineup. But I think Gilbert's made a, an interesting conversation of who's the seven for this team right now, because it Sure feels to me as though he's been the more impressive of any of the three that we've seen over the last couple of weeks. I would agree, and, and I like the fight too. He's done that a couple of times. He's done I'm, that a couple of times. I'm now. all for a guy that's going to say, "Hey, I'll do anything to stay in this lineup." And you want to, you want to mess around and find out. And look, Ryan Lomberg loves getting his ass kicked in the NHL. I don't know. <laughs> we saw him do that a lot. Remember here. when he fought Ross Johnston of the Islanders okay, a couple years ago? I was talking to a buddy when I was watching this game, and I was like, "Was it Curtis McDermott who he no, fought? No, it was Ross it Johnston, was Ross who's an animal, <laughs> who is like a coke machine on on skates, six, and six, he's just like." Yeah. Let's fight, bro. <laughs> Even Ross Johnson's like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you suicidal? And he beat the brakes off him. Exactly. And Lomberg wore a smile all the way back. Exactly. To the Even box. that. Even Gilbert yesterday beat him up, and Lomberg just got up and was like, yeah, that's what I do, man. Yeah. I, I got in your face. How'd uh, you like that? Yeah. I You're like, all right. Uh, I write, and my team loves it. <laughs> they um, sure do. Uh, the other thing is, like, what I've liked about the fights is he's kind of just in both instances, because um, the the first one was against the Devils, and it was Nathan Bastian. And in that one, I really thought that Gilbert was kind of the guy that threw a forearm shiv in Bastian's face and then almost was like, all right, yeah. now we're fighting. And Bastian was like, I, I, I guess. Like, yeah. what? Okay. If you say so. Yeah. And I like that. I like being yeah. like, hey, my terms. We're doing this thing. Drop your gloves. Pitter-patter. Let's get after it. And uh, I've liked that from him. So far, so we'll see if he stays in the lineup tonight. I would assume so, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Five o'clock start. The Flames will battle the Flyers. Uh, Jacob Markstrom. I thought he made a lot of good saves. I thought he was dynamite, dynamite in the shootout. Uh, got bit behind the net for uh, what was it? The second Panthers goal, I believe. Yeah, because the first one was on the power play. No, uh, no, it was the first game, first goal. Colin White. Colin White, first goal, and then they scored on the power play yeah. shortly after that. Yeah. Reinhardt was the next one to tie the game. Yeah, 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 about five minutes, seven minutes later. But it's been a few games where something like that happens. I maintain and uh, still say that you know Markstrom is a top five goaltender in this league, and there's really no one else that I would rather have or think it's feasible to get. So yeah. He's he's had some issues early on in the season that I think he'll work through. 
And that was just one where I think you just almost got surprised. Maybe need a little bit more uh, of an assistance from uh, some of his defensemen as well. Let him know where the outlet is and, and that he's got a man bearing down on him, right? Yeah. Is that how you kind of saw that goal as well? Yeah, a bit of that. I mean, I think it was just one of those things where I think he, he looked up almost like a court on his first read, and all of a sudden it wasn't there, and then he went, ah, damn it, and then all of a sudden Colin White's there. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you're fighting. Now you're fighting with this guy behind the net. And you're like, this is really not what I want to be doing right now. <laughs> and he's got the puck, and you're and sliding you're back Smith in the net it behind yeah. the net. Yeah, and you're like, okay, now this uh, is exactly what I didn't want to happen. Yeah, and yeah, look, does it suck when that happens? Yeah, it absolutely does. But I, and I know it's hard for fans to watch that and sit there and go, oh, man, just get in the net. Get in. What are you stay doing? In your net. But it, it, I swear to you, I promise you, it happens to everybody. And it helps the play when the goaltender is back there and helping move exactly, things Exactly, right? And he's kind Every of team that, does it. Every team wants their goalie to do it. And well, every team that sweet spot between what Mike Smith was, right? Yeah. Mike Smith would go around and stop that puck and then skate a bit and try to outlet and go from there. Markstrom Maybe just, a toe drag. Exactly. Markstrom just does his job usually, knocks it down, saves the D-man from a, an oncoming four-check hit. And gets the outlet going. Mm-hmm. It's 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 gonna happen. Unfortunately, it happens to everybody. But yeah, I, I just thought it was an unfortunate uh, circumstance the way it worked out. It, it, is it on him? Sure, absolutely it is. But again, what are you gonna do? You're gonna one of my thoughts on goaltenders is you, even if you're a Vesna caliber goaltender, you don't have to always go out and have a Vesna caliber to performance. But if you're gonna win a Vesna trophy. One of the things that you mostly have to do is beat the other guy on the other side of the ice. And yep. I did think that Spencer Knight didn't have his best game. A couple of goals go off his glove and in the net. And Jacob Markstrom was better than Spencer Knight in that game, especially in the shootout. Yeah, you, I, I like that you said that. And I almost went immediately to my head was like, you just have to, sometimes you just need to have Vesna moments. You know, sure. the Kopitar save against he, LA, he let in five that game. But the biggest one was that save late in the third period when things were hammering down on you. Mm-hmm. They've got an impressive lineup that they threw at him in the shootout. Yep. He let in the first one and then didn't let anything in past that. Um, cool of the shootout as well. Uh, every shot hit the net. The goaltender to make a stop on every single attempt, which you don't always see. Usually someone fires it over the net, which you say, how do you miss the net on a shootout? But usually somebody does. I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, I just saw that today. Uh, Matthew Kachuk, we kind of talked about him already, but uh, any closing thoughts on just uh, a game against number 19 in the NHL? Something that I think for years many Flames fans had said, well, this is probably going to be the things that my nightmares are going to be made out of. I thought he was fine. I didn't think he was overly Matthew Kachuk-y. No, I I think the Flames did a good job, and I think it'll be important when... They come to Calgary next week, and he makes his return to the Saddle Dome, and he'll be as fired up for that as any to, you know, let the other stuff that he does, you know, sort of go to the wayside. And mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job of that. They didn't – they had a couple of moments here or there. Where, you know, I think Markstrom gave him a stick after a goal and, uh, you know, gave him a little bit of a stare down afterwards. Uh, other than that, I mean, for the most part, until the third period, I didn't think he really had much of an impact, and then all of a sudden he did. He's a great player. Yeah. There's nothing, really nothing to be said about it. You got great players in return for him. He's looked great in Florida. Uh, I think the Panthers are very happy to have him, and they should be. Uh, he's a great young young player in the NHL. But um, it was just it was kind of weird to see it for the first little bit, just in those reverse retros. You're like, wow, this is like a baby blue Florida jersey. Huh. But, yeah, no, it was, it, it was a Matthew Kachuk Style of game minus the, the need antagonist. Goal, yeah. Need assist. Need did something weird in Drew the Drew a penalty in the, in the, in the first period, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um Yeah, that was that was what it was. Matthew Kachuk out there skating around and, and being his usual self. Um now, like you mentioned, they got one more game against the Cats this year. Uh it's coming up just next week. It's gonna be obviously at the dome. That'll be on uh the twenty ninth. Here in Calgary. So a week from tomorrow. Tonight, Flames continue their road trip with a stop in Philadelphia. They will battle the Flyers. They also have stops in Pittsburgh Wednesday, Washington Friday, 
noon start on Friday, as it is uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday for uh, the U.S. And as a result, a lot of people have the day off on Friday. Black so Friday, yeah. The early game there, uh, the noon game, and then on Saturday it is the Hurricanes to wrap up this six-game roadie before returning home to face the Panthers. Uh, lots to get to today in the morning report as well. When you mentioned the Grey Cup, the Argos beat the Blue Bombers. Wild ending to that game and a pretty exciting CFL game uh, for the season to come to an end. And I would argue that the weather in, Winnip- in uh, Regina was not absolutely terrible. Um, the crowd was fine and the halftime show was fine. But apart from that, the uh, game was solid. Uh, a real exciting uh, NFL weekend. The World Cup is underway. We got to check in with our pools for the morning show. Um, my boys, Wales, uh, are, are in action later today, right, fellas? We, I'm playing the, the Americans. Yes, you are. Yeah, well, I'm going to be dialed into the noon. Noon. I'm going to be dialed into that. We're going to get my early nap in so I can get up and watch that at noon. And uh, Logan's going to tell us all about it in the morning report. That's coming at you next right here. This is uh, the big show in the morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back. It is the big show. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. My name is Matt Rose. Across from me today is Logan Gordon, Alex Brody, and Patty Dumas in the other room. Uh making Brody. sure that making sure that this thing rips. You're not gonna be here Thursday, are you? Broads. No, I don't think so. You're gonna miss Brody on the beat. I need to know more about this and maybe in more of a time when we have more more time, free time to, to discuss. To discuss? Yeah, we got we can we can take questions. questions we can hold a bit of a forum. Yeah. Something along those lines. He likes to call himself Brody on the beat. He's very into this. I sang it on the afternoon show last week. Oh, good. Brody on the beat. That's enough yeah. of that. Lean into it. <laughs> May as well. Yeah. Text line question this morning. Flames face the Panthers on Saturday. First meeting between the Flames and the Panthers. How do you look back at the trade that brought Jonathan Huberto to Calgary? And has your opinion changed at all? Given that the Flames have now played 17 games this season. Uh, One text coming in from Magarsa. Even though the Panthers got the better player, the Flames won the trade simply because you can't build a championship team with a player of players that don't want to be here. So for the Flames management to get what they did is a huge win. Let Kachuk and Johnny Hockey get their points. All we want is the cup. Go, Flames, go. Might be a little bit early to be getting the cup, but hey, I love where the uh, the thought is. Oh, I like where your head's at. Yeah, I like where your head's at. Um, That's a good point, too, by the way. You want people that want to be here. Well, I think that, you know, it's hard to win if you don't want to be here, right? Yeah. So... Uh, let's get into the morning report. I'm going to kick my feet up this week. I'm not going to do the morning report because wow. George is away. So I'm going to do what George does and, and not do the morning report. But instead, Logan's here. And today's morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors' quotes on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Yeah. 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 It's the morning report. Yes. It's where we tell you about all the things you might have missed, right? That's that's what the gist of this is. Yeah, essentially everything that you might have missed from the day before in sports. You know, yesterday was a busy Sunday, so I'm excited to see what you've got prepared. There's a there's a lot. We'll start going back to Saturday afternoon, Maddie. The last mm-hmm. time the Calgary Flames were in action. They're sure. continuing this six game road trip. And if you might have missed it, I don't think that you know, you, there's lots going on in your life. If you hadn't heard, mm-hmm. Jonathan Hubert on Mackenzie Weger, they actually played in Florida before they really? came to Calgary. Yes. Re- for like a little bit? Like a cup no, of coffee? Like for a long time, actually. Really? Yeah. Huh. And for them, it was a pretty big deal. You think we would have talked about that? I don't know that we have. Patty, why didn't we talk about that? Well, I don't know. Well, well, yeah. okay. well, well anyways. Seems like something we should have touched on. But yeah. anyways, if you missed it. And I'm going to blame side, Ontario, George. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. I think that's entirely <laughs> fair. Um, and, you know, if you missed it, on the other side, there's a guy that used to play for the Flames, and his name was Matthew Kachuk. Yes. And it was a big deal because they were playing each other, and we're all excited for this. Mm-hmm. The first time in a long time. Yada, yada, yada. But early on in this one, Matt. Yeah. It was somebody that maybe you didn't expect that was stealing the spotlight for the Flames. Oh. Flames get the puck in deep. Rajitska in there on the forecheck. It's all tangled up with Kudis in the corners. 
Knuckle pop out of the pile. Majapani feeds it in front. Backland can't find it. Zadorov does it. He drops it. Hannafin to Ruzhitska. Who scores? Adam Ruzhitska squeezes the puck past Spencer Knight. The Flames score a power play goal and take a one to nothing lead. Faceoff coming up to Knight's right. Lindholm wins it. Ruzhitska scores! Wow, what a shot by Adam Ruzhitska, who fires the puck off the goal post and in. His third point of the game gives the Flames a 3-2 lead. Who needs Huberto or Uyghur or Kachuk or any of them? We got Adam Ruzhitska, baby. Three-point night for the uh, young fella playing on the first line with Elias Lindholm and Tyler Toffoli. Now up to eight points in seven games, Matthew. For the 23-year-old, he was in on all three Flames goals to start this game. Uh, he assist on a Nikita Zadorov goal early to start the second period. And then uh, that face-off goal there that you heard from Derek gave the Flames a 3-2 lead heading into the third. Rosicka with a, a career night on Saturday, Matt. I think that we all knew he had the offensive talents, but there never was really a logical spot for him in the top six. And when things weren't working and Jonathan Huberto became injured, they said, hey, come play some top six uh, winger minutes here. And sure enough, he's uh, slid into that role and, and done a really good job. Ends up skating 16-28, had a couple shots on goal, both of which found the back of the net. He's been a nice find with uh, that left side on the top line. He's not a guy you're going to ask to kill penalties, but he's starting to get some power play time here. Um, he's He's been a, a nice surprise the last week or so for the Flames. Really, since they've turned it around from that losing streak, one of the shining stars has been the play of Adam Rzichka. So that was a bright spot for the Flames. They got out to a 2-0 lead early in the second. A Jacob Markstrom misplay behind the net would get Colin White open the scoring for the Panthers. And then about seven minutes later, Sam Reinhardt would tie this game up. Rosicka scores again. We're up 3-2, heading to the third. Mm -hmm. Flames would blow that lead. Florida Panthers tied up. E2, Lusterainen, his sixth of the year. He was skating on that line with Bennett and Kachuk. He ties it up at three. Don't worry. Flames got another one in him. Blake Coleman getting in on the offense. He's on a new look line. With Huberto and Backlund. Gotta Flames. stop that one, Spencer Knight. Yeah, My goodness. probably. Ugh. Stop that. 4-3 uh, Flames. And you think maybe this is the lead that they will hold on to. But in true Flames fashion, man, it really wouldn't be a Flames game if a former Flame didn't have some sort of impact on the outcome. Mm. Here comes Montour walking in. He shoots and misses Markstrom's net. Locked to the left point. Held into the line by Stahl. He gives it to Montour. He drops it. There's a shot. They score. From a bad angle along the far boards, Matthew Kachuk slaps the puck to the Flames net. It may have been redirected before beating Jacob Markstrom. The Panthers have fought back again to tie the game at four. He's still good at hockey, that Kachuk kid. Oh, yeah, he's only got, like, a lot of points. Yeah, that was his seventh goal of the year. And it tied things up at four. That and would... Uh, he's already got 16 assists, too, I believe. Yeah, he's been pretty good. 17 assists. My mistake. 24 points in just 18 games for the Cats. Yeah, so that's all right. He's fine. Yeah. He might hit 100 points again. He might. He might. He might. Yeah. So, Flames can hold on to a lead. Overtime's a little bit of back and forth. Lots of Flames possession, but not a lot of chances in this one. So for the first time this season, Matthew, yes, we go to a shootout. My favorite. The old skills competition. Yep. First up for the Florida Panthers. Maybe not who you'd expect, mm -hmm. but Anton Lundell scores. Scores. Beats Jacob Marshall. Nifty little move by uh, Lundell to get the Panthers on the board. The young Finn. Yes. Uh, next up for the Flames, or first up for the Flames, I should say. Nazem Kadri denied by Spencer Knight. Thought he was maybe a little quiet. Skated a lot. Yes. But maybe uh, held off the score sheet noticeably. Then maybe some names that you might remember. Sure. Uh, the old pals who met up at pregame. Barkov v. Huberdo in round two. Yeah. Decision goes to Huberdo as he beats his former teammate Spencer Knight on a nice little shot inside the post. Also mentioned after the game, he never really did penalty shots when he was in Florida. So pretty cool moment for him to not only get the opportunity, but to also get the bingo. Yes. And then... 
Uh, round three, Panthers, of course, going with the goal scorer that tied it up late. Matthew Kachuk. Yep. The old slapper from the hash marks. Slimy. Jacob Markstrom having none of it. Flashing the leather. Did he stare him down post after the save, Matt? Did he? Um, To me, that was a normal stare down for someone who does a slap shot from the hash marks. I think that's fair. I don't think it was anything. I didn't think it was anything over the top. I think if anything, it was playful more than anything. So the shootout on the stick of Michael Backlund to win it for the Flames. He is denied by Spencer Knight. That's too bad. So we continue on. Reinhardt denied for Panthers. Rizicka denied for the Flames. Carter Verhage, who's had a sneaky good season as well for the Panthers. He's in double digits in goals. Sneaky good player. Uh, He is also denied by Jacob Markstrom. Someone going to score and end this darn thing? Yes. As a matter of fact, it would be. And just as everyone thought... Uh, Rasmus Anderson up for the Flames with a chance to win it. Starts deep in his own zone, winds up, picks up the pocket center with speed, walks it up the middle, Anderson, Deeks, shoots, scores! Rasmus Anderson makes a beautiful backhand to forehand move and buries it, and the Flames win the game in round five of the shootout. The final score in South Florida, Flames five, Panthers four. Boom. Burn, baby, burn. Rasmus gets it done. Nice little move. A little patience on the the D-man to put it past Spencer Knight to win it. I was watching this one in the pub with a couple of fellas, and we were just laughing at him uh, doing the wind-up down by his own circle, <laughs> like, a, like a shark in the deep part of the water waiting for the whistle and then just ripping up the ice and... Uh, the speed, just too much for uh, Spencer Knight. Like I mentioned, I didn't think he had a very strong game. Flames poured on four goals, got the extra in the shootout. On to the next. Big win for the group. Speaking of the next uh, the next game on this road trip tonight, from the city of brotherly love, Matthew, the 8-7-2 Calgary Flames, the 7-7-4 Philadelphia Flyers, a 5 p.m. start that's Derek and Lou on the call. Hopefully, fingers crossed that Peter Labardius is feeling better and good to go mm-hmm. for tonight. Uh, that means your Flames warm-up with Steinberg goes at four. This will be the Flames' lone trip to Philadelphia this year to take on the Flyers, who, by the way, also participated in a 5-4 shootout game on Saturday. This time, theirs was against the Habs, mm. and they lost it. You oh. might have remembered seeing the highlights on Hockey Night in Canada. Cole Caulfield tied it up. Very late in period number three before the Habs would go and win it in a shootout. Flyers have lost six in a row heading into tonight, Matt. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. They're not a very good team. Uh, They've got a ridiculous amount of injuries piling up. Travis Konechny is out of the lineup for the foreseeable future. They've They've been without Ellis. They've been without Couturier. They are constantly missing bodies. So, yeah, you had a feeling that a John Tortorella coach team, especially the way that Everything was kind of coming out of the offseason and all the things he was saying, be ready, be ready, all that. Yeah, they were ready, but they're just not good enough to sustain it. And now we're starting to see that. And honestly, if you're a Flyers fan, you're saying, yeah, uh, let's go. Let's go. And uh, parachute. quick note after scoring in the Saturday's game tonight will be NHL game number 400 for Blake Coleman. So congrats to Blake. Neato. Congratulations, Blake. Uh, 400 games and already two rings. Yes, once again, 5 o'clock start here on Sportsnet 960 and on Sportsnet West. Let's go to some football on a Sunday. We have lots to get to from the Canadian variety. First, the 109th edition of the Grey Cup, Matthew, from Regina, Saskatchewan. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers, the Toronto Argonauts. You've heard it all before. The Bombers looking for a three-peat. Andrew Harris and the Argos looking to upset the dynasty and get his third ring himself. Andrew Harris, they would be successful. The Argos deny the dynasty of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers with a 24-23 win at Mosaic Stadium, claiming their 18th Grey Cup championship. Alignment Robbie Smith took a critical face mask penalty Sacking Blue Bombers quarterback Zach Caleros to extend their drive, but would redeem himself moments later, blocking Winnipeg's 47-yard field goal attempt with 54 seconds left to seal the upset win. Matthew, the end of this game was pure madness. McLeod Bethel-Thompson leaves with an injury, hitting his hand on an opposing player's helmet. 
He can't throw the ball anymore. Here comes Chad Kelly. Both sides block field goals. We have interceptions and a classic CFL finish from Mosaic yesterday. Yeah, it was a, it was a classic CFL finish, wasn't it? Uh, the two teams go back and forth. Like Winnipeg punted on five of their first six drives. They were just awful out of the gate. Um, but sure enough, gave himself a chance as things wound down. Look at these five final drives and how they ended. The Argos <laughs> get a this. touchdown to go to, to in- increase their, their lead. Then you've got an interception for the Blue Bombers, then a missed field goal for the Argos, then a missed field goal for the Bombers, and then it was the end of the game. Two missed field <laughs> goals, an interception, one touchdown. Very cfl Chaos all over the place. Um, and create a character, Chad Kelly, getting the dub. Not a create a character like his, I believe it's his grandfather. Who is Jim Kelly, yeah. Jim Kelly, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty big deal. But nevertheless, a guy who had barely played this year and is by no means in the same conversation as Zach Caleros, who just won his second straight MOP. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to uh, many former Stampeders. A lot. Dinwiddie, Corey Mace, that's our boy winning that great cup. Josh Bell. Um, man, the list goes on. Javaris yeah. Daniels, Markeith Ambles. Um, uh, what's the gentleman's name who plays center there? Justin Lawrence, uh, Winton McManus. The name, the, the list goes on. The, the defense is Jagera Davis. A lot Rick of former stats. Yeah. Deshaun Amos. Mark, uh, I'm thinking of the safety, too. Royce Mechie. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot. Shaq Richardson, like, a long time ago. Then he went to the NFL and then the Argos, yeah, but right. still, still counts. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so congratulations to the uh, Toronto Argonauts for winning the 109th the Grey Cup. Uh, one point. Both the games between those two teams this year. Hey, you're a country point. guy. I am. What do you think of the halftime show? Uh, not the best. Okay, good. As Louis Domingue would say about the spicy pork and broccoli, not the not best. the best. Man, not yeah. that best. No. But you know what? You know, I don't what? think his sound guy helped him out much either. In fairness, but I didn't think that I I didn't think that they had much of a chance from the start. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and yes, as a few people texted out, Harris has four rings. Yeah, but it was his third in a row. Yeah, is what I was rings. trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. He was with the bomb. Yeah. Anyways, and a quick shout out before I get it. Enoch Muamba and Brandon Banks, longtime CFLers who had not won a Grey Cup, finally getting it done yesterday. You could see it on Enoch's face as he won uh, most outstanding player and uh, Canadian. Huge interception. Yes, by Muamba yes. late in the game. Absolutely. Okay. Quickly to the NFL. NFL Sunday filled with uh, a bunch of interesting results. Uh, this one usually wouldn't make the morning report because. They're both very bad football teams, but somehow the Raiders and the Broncos wound up heading to overtime in mile high, and pretty much the one guy you should probably cover when the Raiders get the ball wasn't covered, and it ended how you thought it would end for Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos. Car, play action again, looking downfield, lofts it near corner, Adams wide open at the five, he walks in, and the Raiders walk off with the win! Touchdown, Devontae Adams, to win it here in Denver. 22-16 the final. Devontae Adams finishes with 13 targets, seven receptions, including that one you just heard, for 141 yards and two touchdowns, Matthew. And he was not covered on the final play of the game in overtime to win it for the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, you know, it's just Devontae Adams. Right on the goal line, wide open. You know, no one else on this team is catching any passes this year. Mac Hollins is average at best. Darren Waller can't get out of the infirmary. And you're going to leave Devontae Adams? Okay, sure. Probably don't deserve to win then. It's a bold strategy. Probably don't deserve to win. Maybe while you're both three and seven, but that's irrelevant. Uh, Afternoon slate of games. This one, Did Derek Carr cry after the game? No, he no? didn't okay. actually. Yeah. He had a snappy little response to Antonio Brown on Twitter, if you've uh, missed that. <laughs> uh, Bengals and Steelers <laughs> in a great afternoon. Yeah, Derek Carr. <laughs> uh, what a shot from a guy that's not even in the league. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, bro- uh, trying to get Bengals-Steelers, a great afternoon affair. This one was a back-and-forth one. Yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon leaves this game for the Bengals with a head injury. 
think that's bad news, but his backup filled in admirably and was a favorite target for Joe Burrow in the win. Burrow in the shotgun now. Two by two formation. Pirine in the backfield. Burrow back to throw. Flips it out to Pirine. Looking for his third. Get in. Touchdown catch. Yeah. Runs yeah. over the pylon. Yes. Touchdown. <laughs> Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, Bengals. I love excited <laughs> color guys in NFL radio. It is so good. You got to imagine that's the Bengals radio network at the call. It would be. Um. Yeah, three, three touchdowns you know for Samantha. As, as, as a Bengals guy, you love to see it. But as a degenerate gambler who had a five leg parlay that just needed Joe Mixon to hit 50 rush yards to hit, I was a little sad that he left. Actually, I was sad because he's a good running back and I hope he's okay because it's, the Bengals need him. Yeah. And they could still win that division with that win yesterday. But also my parlay. Uh, last one for you before we uh, get out of here. This one had the potential to mm. be the game of the afternoon. The uh-huh. Cowboys, 6-3. Uh-huh. and three. The Vikings, 8-1 and one on the season. This could be a classic back-and-forth battle in the NFC. Yeah, sure. um, not so much for the Vikings, who, uh, as you'll hear in this call from the Cowboys radio network, were uh, begging for this one to be over. Oh, snap back to Prescott. He's got a lot of time. Deep down the right side. Oh, it's caught at the 45, 40, Pollard, 20, 10, Pollard, uncle, 68 to Tony (laughs) Pollard on third and 15. Good night, nurse. (laughs) Was he calling uncle? Pollard, 20, 10, Pollard, uncle. (laughs) Uncle. You can't be doing that. Let him know. Oh, yeah. The they Cal- got a short week. They the got The Cowboys slap around the Vikings 40-3. Oh, to three. They beat the brakes off them. Kirk, Kirk Cousins awful. not partying in the plane after that one. Yeah. No chains. No chains for you, Kirk. You back to your grape juice and oh, whatever. Beat it. Good. Monday night or tonight, uh, 49ers and the Cardinals from Arizona. Kyler Murray officially out. Thank oh, you. Yeah, good. so good. Colt McCoy, that'll good. be a really... Yeah, one. I'm really excited Mexico to play City, the, baby. Really excited to play That's the 49ers defense fantasy City. this week. Yeah. Uh, there's your uh, your morning report, Matthew. And there's your morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks, exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state of the art facility where they'll meet and beat all competitors. Quotes on 51st Ave and Third Street Southeast. And I know you're sitting there in your car and your way to work, and you're going. The whole morning report, and you guys didn't talk about the dang World Cup once? Well, no, that's because we have a whole separate feature for our World Cup uh, on our morning show. Twice a morning, uh, once right now, 6.50, 6.55, and uh, also later on in the program. But for this, we hand it over to our boys behind the wall, Patty Dumas and Alex Brody. Yeah, and this is the uh, 2022 FIFA World Cup report. Uh, is brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. So the world's biggest sporting event got underway yesterday with the host Qatar taking on Ecuador. It's, and today is the first full day of action with three games with Group B getting on in the party as well. But we'll start with the opening match at the Albate Stadium. Uh, just a little over 67,000 in attendance to watch the host nation Qatar play in their first ever World Cup match. Taking on Ecuador, their first appearance in eight years. And it was the hosts uh, making their first ever appearance, obviously. And it looked like uh, Ecuador got the opening goal within the first three minutes, but it was called back because of offsides. Thanks, VAR. Uh, it was just off by a side by a little bit of a hair, but they got this chip in the ball. VAR! I know, right? They have a chip in the ball now that's suspended, and mm. they got cameras all around the stadium that will like point in and they'll have oh. like a 3D image of like, okay, dude's offside. Like tennis? Exactly. Like oh. balls in, balls out. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. Uh, but you now- Does it work though? It worked. This oh. was this was offsides, even though it looked, uh, didn't look offsides in live play, but it, it was offsides thanks to this 3D. Uh, anyways, uh, the, like the, so the ball gets back, so they get the ball back 15 minutes later, enter Valencia scores. Uh, so it's one nil Ecuador. They just ran Qatar out the building. They would get another goal before the half. Uh, Latrice strike first. Qatar becomes the first World Cup nation, host nation, to lose the opening match. That record now sits at 16 wins, six draws, and one loss. Today, uh, busy action, day of action already underway with Group B's opener between England and Iran. Uh, they had 14 minutes of added time uh, at the end of the first half here. Uh, they're still going. Uh, it's 3 0 England. Uh, goals from Jude Bellingham, uh, Bakuya Saka. And Raheem Sterling. So this one's just before halftime, about another five minutes ago. But England's up 3-0 over 
the Islamic Republic yeah, of Iran. Real, uh, real tight. Real tight here. Uh, coming up at 9 o'clock, the Netherlands back in their first World Cup since 2014, taking on the African champion Senegal, who will be without their best player, Sadio Mane, for the entire tournament. That oh. one will go at the Al Thumama Stadium, uh, which is actually modeled after a takia, which is worn by the men and young boys in the Middle East. So it looks pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, That's coming, like the saddle dome? Uh, kind of. Yeah, but okay. just it, it's a hat. Yeah, yeah kind of. Uh, coming up at noon, uh, we got the USA. <laughs> First tournament since 2014. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be taking on Wales. Let's give them some sugar, boys. Yeah. Let's give them some Welsh sugar. Let's go! Wales' first tournament since 1950 in Brazil. So it's been a little bit for them. So that's uh, your action for the rest of the day. Alex will have the next update at 8.55. Uh, and that's the 2022 FIFA World Cup report brought to you by CertainTeed. The pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Do you, um, do you know what that music reminds me of? Mm. It reminds me of... Uh, you turn that off, please. Turn that off. Firefest? Uh, no, it reminds me of this. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is BBC News. We're interrupting our schedules for the following announcement. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Never forget. Real? That's yeah. real. That's from one of the BBC EDM stations when Her Majesty the Queen passed away and they did a 10 second insert on all of their stations and that's what that music reminded me of. That's the same, right? Can you play that for a second? Alex, play that play that for just uh, just the music for a second. Ready. Yeah. Let's see what is this? It's called Fancy Footwork from the yeah. Universi- Universal Production so, Music uh, of Bed. Of course it is. Yeah, right. so This is BBC News. We're interrupting our... Okay, that's when we don't need to do that again. Oh, yeah. Get those fists pumping, lads. It's the World Cup. We got your next update coming up at 8.55. But around the corner, the latest on the NFL, Charles Davis joins us. Uh, The NFL analyst from CBS Sports had the call of the Eagles and the Colts on Sunday. We'll ask him about that and so much more next. Sports at 960 The Fan.